0: you have your Bibles and want to follow along here, I want to go to Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, and in my Bible here, here the title of it, A Man of Sorrows. And it said, Who had believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, he had no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it was, our fa- as it were, our faces from him. And he, he was despised, and we esteem him not. Listen to these next verses. <clears throat> Surely he had borne our griefs, and he carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Listen. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought, befo- is brought as a lamb before the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with, uh, with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence neither was any deceit found in his mouth or in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. when he shall make his soul an offering for sin and he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days and the pleasures of the Lord shall prosper in his hand thank God that's where we're at today he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge and shall My righteous servant, justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, And he bare the sin of many and made intercessions for the transgressor. Mm -hmm. Then back up to 52, chapter 52 and the 14th verse. It said, As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray, God, this morning, that you will help us, Lord, for just a few minutes, God, as we look into the suffering of what Christ had went through to purchase our salvation. God, words can never explain what Jesus did for us. And Lord, we'll come up short, surely, in this short message this morning. God, we pray for your anointing. Lord, this is too great for me. It's too much, Lord, for me to understand, try to preach. Help us, we pray, God. May your Holy Spirit Come down on this congregation today and help us to see what Jesus went through for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't expect a lot of amens out of this sermon this morning, but if you want an amen, that's great. That means you agree to what's going on. Uh, But I do expect tears this morning. It's hard to to, uh, I don't know if that's the word to use. But it's when you see what Jesus has went through for us It surely does something to our hearts and our minds. Amen. I just kind of want to cover here in that 14th verse of 52. It means Jesus' appearance, that means his face, was marred. That means his face was disfigured by the beating of and the scorching that, uh, that he will go through. And he was barely recognized by who he was. He was beat so bad in the face and head area. The swelling of the eyes, the cuts on the lips, the black and blues marks where he had been bruised, the blood that ran out of his nose, his mouth, and probably out of his ears—it was all a disfigure of his image. What an awful mess Jesus must have looked like. Greece. In chapter and verse four, we'll start out here with what he had he had suffered for us griefs that spiritual sickness caused by sin sorrows the sorrows are all the pains that sin causes and for the Christian it's all the physical pain that we go through in this life in this sinful world, Amen. Wounded for our transgressions, the laws of God that we have broken, the Ten Commandments that we had broken. Huh? You might say, "Well, hey, I, I was never an adulterer, huh? I never stole anything out anybody, of anybody, huh?" But somewhere you have broke the commandments of God. Because these Ten Commandments cover a wide area. They're the moral law and the moral code. And the Bible said if you committed one, you're guilty of them all. Right. Amen. Wounded for our transgressions. Chastisement here means punishment by beating. Jesus was beaten for the peace that we have in our hearts today that only God can give. Iniquity means immoral, grossly behavior of man's sin. God laid them on Jesus. Oppressed, harsh treatment, afflicted, causing pain, and suffering. Stricken is serious affliction by undesirable conditions and unpleasant feelings. And all that that Jesus suffered through, it said here in verses 10 through 12 we read where it it is God's will For the sacrifice that had to be made for man's sin. It said, This pleased God and satisfied him for what Christ went through. Amen. Amen. I was thinking about this, looking over all my old notes of what I preached on before. And I was thinking, you know, the price that Jesus had paid and had went through for us. There is nobody in the human race has ever faced this type of punishment. Amen. Have suffered so much as Jesus did here in this these verses and uh, I was thinking trying to line all this up and I'll make this short as I can you know when Jesus and his disciples were up in Jerusalem And they were in the upper room. And they were partaking of the communion. That Christ had set up. The communion that me and you. Will. Partake of today. The children of God. And Jesus. Was telling about. His body was going to be broken. His blood was going to be spilled. For sin. And the disciples say quite didn't understand all this it was kind of hid from them but it said after they had had the Lord's Supper we call it the Last Supper we call it Communion today they said Jesus and his disciples came down the hill from Jerusalem and was headed to the Garden of Gethsemane amen And Jesus was headed there to pray. Okay? And many times he was there in the Garden of Gethsemane to pray for God's help. All the sermons, all the miracles, my friend, everything that he did, everything that took place in Christ's life, my friend, went through prayer through the Father. Amen? But today it's different. Huh? Today, huh? The plan before the foundations of the world was getting ready to take place. And he was headed to the garden, huh? To pray, to be able to accomplish the will of God. Right. To be able to accomplish and make it through the suffering, huh? That he would go through for you and I. Yes. And it said that as he came down, huh, the mountain there, the hill, and he come down into that valley, huh. And he had to go, and he was getting ready to, and he was headed to the garden. It said there was a there was a brook there, huh, a little stream, huh. And it's uh, uh, Credon, I believe that's how they pronounce it. Credon. I probably ain't pronouncing it right. But it said, the scholar said, huh? And it's still true today or was back then that the water that ran through that brook was red. Huh? It was blood red. And they said the reason that it was because the the sacrifices that were in the temple year after year after year, huh? And, and, and whatever time through the year where the sacrifices was, huh? The blood, huh, would drain down the hill, huh, into the little brook my friend. And it happened year after year after year. Huh? And the blood stained the rocks that were in the brook. They were stained with blood and the water looked red. Huh? I can't say it for sure, but I believe this that when Jesus had come down to the brook and he looked in the brook, he stopped. Knowing soon that his own blood would be flowing through that little brook. Amen. Amen. He went over into the garden. And he prayed. He was broken. He knew what lied ahead. Uh, he knew the sufferings. God revealed it to him. And usually he prayed by himself. But this time he took Peter, James, and John. He said, come with me and watch. In other words, come with me. And pray for me. Help me. Huh? huh? You're the inner circle of this church that I'm going to establish. Huh? Come and help me to get through this prayer. And he went down and he prayed. And he poured his heart out to God. And he looked back at his disciples and they were asleep. And they, Jesus turned around and looked at them said, couldn't you, couldn't you come and pray with me for just a little while? It happened three times. And Jesus prayed the same prayer three times. Lord, if this cup, in other words, this suffering, this plan of salvation, huh? at this time, this design, God, that you have set up before the foundations of the world. If there's any way,
1: God, huh, that I don't have to go through this, huh? so be it. huh? If there's any way that I won't have to take it, partake of this cup and suffer all this, the physical pain and the mental pain and the emotional pain that I'll have to go through, huh? If there's any other way, Lord, may it pass from me.
0: But he said this, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Right. Amen. Right. Right. And yes. in that statement, my friend, purchased our redemption.
1: Yes. Amen. Yes. The Scripture said that he
0: Distress, huh? Daddy sweat great drops of blood, huh? The blood poured out of his skin, out of his pores, huh? And fell on the ground. That's a true fact. That happened, huh? He sweat great drops of blood for you and I. Not one hand. huh? Not one punch, not one beatment, not one cut. but he's shedding his blood already yes. huh? Amen. He was going to drink of that cup. I thought about it when they come and found Jesus, huh? when they come in the garden and got him, the soldiers. I thought, what a mess his face was. Uh, It was mingled with tears. It was mingled with blood. And it was mingled with the dirt that was on the ground when he stuck his head, his face, right into the ground. What a sight it was. Let this cup pass for me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I want to tell you something, I believe this with all of my heart. In the garden is where Jesus laid, or God laid all the sins of the world of Christ. Amen. Everything was laid upon him right there. It was, this cup that we're talking about this morning was a representation of what they've done to prisoners Back in Bible times, they said for capital punishment, huh? They would uh, bring those prisoners out, about like a hanging they used to be in the Westerns. Remember the Westerns? They'd have the big hangings and everybody showed up to watch and see what was happening. In Bible times, they'd line up the prisoners, huh? And bring them out in front of everybody. And then they would take this, they had a man that came up. Carried a tray, huh? If it was a dozen men, huh? He had a dozen cups on that tray, and in that tray, every in those cups was poison, and it was going to kill him. That was their capital punishment. then men stood up there, huh? Their families was probably out in the I didn't know if I was going to get into all this. Their families was probably out in the, in the audience watching. relation, friends, whatever. Huh? And the cup bearer carried the tray down, and they passed out those cups of poison. And within just a matter of minutes, they had to drink that poison. And just in a matter of time after that, huh, they were dead. Huh? They would fall down, then they would gather them up and drag them out and done whatever they done to them, buried them or whatever, burned their bodies, whatever. I want to tell you something. In that cup that Jesus drank of was our sins and our iniquities, our death and our hell. Yes, sir. Huh? And Jesus stepped in. Picture yourself as one of those prisoners, huh? Right. You are committed and guilty of death.
1: You're going to die to
0: death by the poison, huh? For the crimes you committed and the sins you made. But a man in the crowd comes out named Jesus Christ and takes your place and drinks the cup.
1: Woo! And you're set to go. You're forgiven. Huh? You can live.
0: Amen. 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 Praise God. And Jesus drank the cup there in the garden. Not physically, but spiritually. Amen. Grace, God, I had a note. I want to read that to you. I can find it. Amen. Anyways. Yeah, here it is. I thought about this. This was one of my old notes. No, that's not his. Anyways, sorry, I can't find it, but anyways, it said, if I can remember it right, Gethsemane was the vestibule, huh, which would be that part of the church right back there, was the vestibule to the salvation of the souls of man, and Calvary Was the price that was paid. Amen. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. All right, I got to hurry on. I wanted to, I always felt like I wanted to bring the garden experience. I had a lot more, but I I just don't got the time to do it. But I want to go here real quickly. One, the foundation of our faith is in the blood of Christ. That's where we stand. Amen. We have nothing else to stand on but His blood. All right. Amen. There are five types of wound wounds that Jesus had. He had a puncher wound. <clears throat> this wound is caused by punching with the fist which causes bruises and swelling of the skin. Black eyes become purple, and the skin becomes purple and reddish where it's been bruised. This was done to Jesus when they led him out of the council of the chief priest. When they found him him guilty of blasphemy, is what they accused him of, because he said he was the Son of God. And to the Jews, uh uh-uh. uh, you don't say that. Because God's sacred to him, to them. But he told them the truth. He said, I am the Son of God. And then they carried him away, carried him over uh, to Pilate's judgment hall. And when they did, they spit on him. In it, they spit in his face, they punched him, they blindfolded him, and then they punched him and asked him to prophesize, Prophet, who hit you? And also, they pulled his beard out of his face. Now, you talk, you talk about pain, huh? And you can find that over in Isaiah Huh? It's not in this the New Testament, but it's over in Isaiah, and I try to find it. I had it, wrote it down, gone. Oh, I don't know where it's at, but trust me, it's in the book. That's where we come across it. So you see, here was the first punishment, huh? They had when they they tied him up, chained him up, or however they've done it, where he couldn't defend himself. Of course, he wouldn't anyway. He's already surrendered it. He's like a lamb before the slaughter. Huh? But they start punching him, huh? They spit in his face, huh? And beat on his head. Huh? Now I thought about you know they probably knocked some teeth out, but that's not true. The scripture said not a bone of his body was broken. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That was scripture,
1: that was prophecy. Right.
0: Amen. Right. They were gonna break his legs while he was on the cross. Uh, then, the, then the soldier, the Roman soldier, seen that he was already dead. was no need to break his legs. And the scripture said in that section of the Bible, not a bone of his will be broken. Right. right. Amen. Amen. So that was the first treatment. And then the concussion wounds. The concussion wounds a temporary unconscious or confusion caused by a blow on the head, a violent shock from a heavy blow. I believe Jesus was awake through all this. This happened when the soldiers beat the crown of thorns in Jesus' head with the reed, that they had given Jesus. Amen. So now they haul, they haul him over to Pilate's judgment hall. He's standing before get the I want you to get the picture of this, okay, in your mind of what Jesus looks like and what he's going through. Huh? He's already been beaten in the face, huh? He's probably did the scripture don't tell us. He's probably been kicked, huh? All over his body. We don't know. We're just going on what the Bible says. Huh? And he's standing there before Pilate, and Pilate sees that he's already been beaten on. Huh? And and, uh, and then they go through the trial, and, and Pilate, you know, Pilate can't
1: find anything against him. Huh? Huh? He'll see anything guilty of death. Huh? And Jesus, he's talking to Jesus, and Jesus is not answering him. And he says to Jesus, he said, don't you realize, huh, sir, man, whoever you are, king of the Jews, don't
0: you realize that I have the power to give you life and take
1: your life?
0: What Jesus say? You have no power over me except it be given to you from above.
1: Right? <laughs> I could call for ten legions of angels, and they could deliver me this very moment.
0: But what good would it do for our salvation? Amen. So they judged him, and the prisoners or the soldiers took him. They led him down into a common hall, and I tell you what, there wasn't any more cruel people than the Roman soldiers. Huh? They hated the Jews anyway. And now they had an opportunity <laughs> to beat up one of the one of the best ones, huh? In the nation. And they took Jesus. They stripped him of his clothes. They put on a purple robe. Purple. You know what that's a sign of? That's royalty. In Bible times, purple is royalty. The kings wore purple, huh? And they put this purple robe on Jesus. And they took this reed, huh? And they stuck it in his hand. And they made a crown of thorns, huh? Huh? So that, that would represent that he was king. Huh? They're just making fun of him. That's all they're doing. Huh? And just, just mocking him. Huh? And they put that robe upon him.
1: And they put that crown of thorns on his head. Huh? And they bowed their knees. Huh?
0: They grabbed a reed out of his hand and beat him on top of the head on the crown where the crown of thorns was. Huh? That caused the concussion on his head. Huh? The beating of those thorns. You ever, you ever step on a thorn? <laughs> I've been hunting out in the woods. and stepped on thorns. They went right through my boots. I tell you, when they go in your foot, you know it. They hurt. There's a different pain, by But they beat those, that crown of thorns in his head, huh? Just the blow of the reed itself would hurt, let alone the crowns the thorns being drove into his head. Amen. And then they put his clothes back on him and they let him down to the place of the beating. And these wounds. the laceration wounds and that the definition of that is the tearing of the skin or flesh this happened this happened to Jesus these wounds happened to him when they beat him called the laceration wounds what they did Excuse me. They took him down to this place where they beat the prisoners and they tied him to a post where they couldn't get away. They stripped him down to the waist and Jesus here now is, he's already been suffering and they, they tie him to this post. Huh? And he can't move, really. The rest of him is free. Huh? And his back is to them. And they start beating him on the back. And the whips that they used, the Romans, had stones in them, little tiny stones, or they used little tiny bones that was weaved into that whip. Now, so the purpose of that was, not only would the whip go into the back and cut it open, but as they pulled the whip back, it cut. The stones cut the skin and everything else. Huh? They give him 26 strokes on the back. And then they flipped him over and gave him 13 on the chest, right across the chest. One more stroke. It is said that the Romans knew how to beat a person within one stripe of their life. One more would have killed him. Huh? So they beat him. Huh? Huh? almost to death huh he's he's laying there huh there's blood all over the place all over the the those Roman soldiers that was beaten. you know the blood was flying everywhere his back looked like hamburger his chest was all tore up Laceration was. Then the next wounds that he gets is the penetrating wounds. This happens when an object pierces through the skin and enters into the tissue of the body, creating an open wound. This happened when they nailed Jesus to the cross. Penetrating wounds... Through his hands. And his feet. Amen. So now he's been beaten. Now he's been whipped. And now. Let me back up. Before we get here. He's headed to Calvary. And they tell him to carry his cross. Huh. They laid that cross on Jesus' bare, ripped open back. They laid it on him and told him to carry it. He had to carry it to the to the place of Calvary. We call it Calvary. The skull interpreted different ways, huh? And I want to tell you something, Jesus. Was too weak to carry it, huh? He had suffered. Listen, he had been up all night, huh? In the Garden of Gethsemane, went through all this mental stress and all this stuff that he went through for us, taking the cup, huh? And then he was beaten in the head. Then he, then he was uh, tortured there and beaten with a whip. And his body can the you. This shows us that Jesus was only human too. He wasn't
1: supernatural. He had the Father. He was half God and half man. Huh? But the human side, my friend, is the human side that you and I have. And that's the one he suffered to go through. Huh?
0: And he was weak. Huh? Fell
1: down. He's trying to carry the cross, he's trying to bear it. Huh? And he takes a few steps and he falls down,
0: huh? I don't know, I'm just giving you my own opinion of what had probably happened, and I might be wrong. And they, and they smacked him, they whipped him. I huh? told him to get up. He gets up and takes another step or two, falls back down. And then they tell, I can't, uh, Simon, there's a man in the crowd named Simon. And they tell Simon, you carry his cross. Huh? <clears throat> See, the cross had to get to Calvary. <laughs> it was going to get to Calvary one way or the other, whether Jesus carried it or someone else, because that was the will of God. And they made it up the hill to Calvary. And remember, everybody looking on Jesus, cause it was a crowd there. The crowd, the crowd was—it was an unbelievable crowd huh? on both sides. He walked down. Huh? Everybody was looking on his face and his body. How brutal he had been beaten. Huh? And like the scripture said, he, his face was marred more than any other man. It was disfigured and out of shape. Huh? He was a mess. And they laid that cross down. I know i got to hurry. They laid that cross down. Huh? On the ground. And they picked him up. Probably dragged him. Probably got him under the shoulders here. Pulled him up on the cross. Huh? And stretched his arms out one at a time. Maybe the left one first and then the right. Uh, and they drove the spikes through his hands. A pain, painful experience that Jesus went through. huh? You could hear him holler, you could hear him scream out, huh? Because I believe he did, because it wouldn't be natural not to. That was so painful. huh? And they nailed his hands. To the cross beam of the cross. And then they took his legs and put one right over the top of the other. Huh? Like that. Huh? And then they drove a spike through both feet. Huh? To keep him there on the cross. Amen. I seen a sign on the church the other day. Just a little bit of math. One cross, three nails. Forgiven.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. How true is that, church? Uh, one cross, three nails, forgiven. Amen. Then they picked him up, picked the cross up, dropped it in that hole, huh? And I thought about this. The first time I preached on it, there was a pain there when they dropped him in that hole, because you know they just picked it up. The hole was probably—I'd say the hole was probably at least five foot deep, huh? Strong enough that he had to stay, that to keep it there. And when they let go of it, it went down in that hole, and then it thunked, boom. Then every Those nails in his feet, in his hands, I tell you, it was was just a sudden jerk what pain that would have caused. Huh? And then, huh? He hung on that cross for six hours. From nine in the morning At 3 o'clock in the afternoon is the time that Jesus spent alive on the cross. Amen. Hanging there. I heard people say that his bones probably came out of socket. I don't know. But still, all the suffering huh, that he went through. And at some time, during that time, the soldiers stripped him and took off all of his clothes. And he was bare naked before the whole world because they cast lot for his clothes. So now you see the crucified Christ on the cross, beat to a pulp, bleeding, suffering, and dying. Huh? And now he's naked before the crowd. What a mess. And then it said that from the 12th hour, what did I say, 6 to 9? I think it was the 12th hour. Or the 9th hour to the 12th. I'm a little bit mixed up. But I'll get my point out. From the ninth hour to the twelfth hour, whatever it was, from noon to three is how it was. There was darkness through all the land. See the light outside this window stair today? Huh? We're expecting it to be daylight up to what, 8 9 o'clock? This was from noon to three. Darkness covered. The world. Get this, huh? It was dark, huh, as nighttime. And the reason was God turned his back on Christ. Right. Huh? He turned his back on him that Christ took this all alone. Right. It was just him only. Christ stood alone. For you and I, Amen. to save us, <laughs> he said, "Father, huh, huh? Why hast thou forsaken me? What have I done, huh, Lord? And now I know that you're not with me. Your presence is gone." <laughs> God put it all, all on Jesus, Amen. He faced it all with no assistance.
1: What a sight,
0: huh? And, he, and it said there, his last wound, I'll give you, is the incision wound. And the soldiers, they came, huh? You see, they, the next day was the Sabbath. I know I'm going to go this long. I'm sorry. I just want to get through this. The next day was the Sabbath day, was the Jewish religious day. Huh? And they couldn't keep any criminals upon the cross. They had to be taken down by sundown. They had to be gone. Huh? And they came up and and and, and Pilate said, told his the, the soldiers, go break their legs. Huh? Go break their legs. Huh? So they'll die faster. And they went out and they broke the legs of the thieves. But when they come to Jesus. Uh, the soldier said he was already dead. They could tell he was already dead. And that soldier looked at Christ. uh, He looked at him on the cross, and he seen that he was dead. And he took his spear uh, and rammed his spear right through the side of Jesus. Uh, I don't know why he done it, to confirm that he was dead. He already knew he was. But he done it anyway. You know what happened? Out come water and blood from his side. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what the water was. That's the cleansing of our sins, huh?
1: Man, I mean, that's where he washed away our sins, my friend. And the blood, my friend, gave us the blood of redemption. Amen. Hallelujah! i tell you before, it said when Jesus died, huh, when he gave up the ghost, Amen. it said that the curtain on the temple was ripped from bottom. What was that? That was a sign. A new covenant and a new testament had come in, my friend, and we have access to to God. Through Jesus Christ. Praise Amen. 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 I tell you what. It looked like dew. And it looked like glow But I'll tell you. Hallelujah. He purchased it for you and I. Amen. It's the greatest thing. That ever happened to the world. Huh, was the death of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
0: It looked like no hope, huh? but all the hope came. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. We serve a risen Savior. Yes, we do. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. He's in the world today. Yes. We know that he is living is what the song said whatever man shall say praise God the power that's in this redemption we experienced it when we gave our life to Christ yes. amen you see there's so much to say and I gotta quit Man can't change himself. Uh, It takes Christ to change him. Uh, Oh yeah, you might quit drinking, you might quit smoking, you might quit doing this, you might quit doing that. Uh, But that's not going to change who you are. Uh, You're still lost. Uh, You're still in need of a Savior. Amen. i preached all that to preach this. Let me read this out here. If it says what I wanted to say, <clears throat> when all of life is over and man stands before God at God's judgment throne, the question will be asked: What did you do? With Jesus, who is called the Christ. And the answering of that question will determine where you will spend eternity. And the quality of life that you will spend in that eternity. Jesus paid an awful price for your sins. That you may choose eternal life. In him. I will get to this point and I'm done. The point I want to make is. Uh, all this suffering. That Christ went through. Uh, he done it for mankind. He done it for every person. Every woman, boy. Every man and woman, boy and girl. Uh, he done it for them. Yes, he suffered the greatest death. Uh, for humanity okay and you can accept Christ as your personal savior my friend and you can have eternal life but if you reject this and not accept Christ as your personal savior huh you're going to spend eternity in hell why is that because god sent his son to redeem man god hates sin Listen to me. Sin is what separated man from God.
1: And God hates sin. And there's going to be a punishment for sin. In the end of this thing. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not making anything up of my thoughts or my psychology or or, or anything. It's the truth. In the end, it's what it's going to boil down to. Did you choose Christ or did you not choose him? Huh? God is love. Huh? What I preached to you this morning is a message of love. The crucifixion, as awful as it looks and sounds, huh? it's a message of love. Yes, sir. Huh? For
0: God so loved the
1: world that He gave
0: His only begotten Son. Amen. And when I look at this, huh? And I see, and I just want to tell you personally how I feel about it. When I know a person that's died and never known Christ, I know where they're going. I'm not judging them. huh? I'm just going off of what the Word says. Huh? They're lost, and they're going to spend eternity in hell. Huh? And then I look at them, and I think, I can't hardly grasp it, trying to understand it. But then I look at the sufferings of Christ. Uh, what it cost him. Uh, what he went through to save that person. All that person would have had to done was say, yes, I accept Jesus as my personal Savior. Uh. Price has been paid. The man has a choice.